Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees promo rate for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com Hello and welcome to The Naughty Step, a parenting podcast for parenting people, starring me, so-called journalist, apparent mother, Robin Wilder, and him, my co-partner, my husband, journalist, author, the biblical plague known as the Nephilim, Scourge of Babylon, Stuart Heritage. Today's episode is about separation anxiety. The book Old MacDonald Heard a Pup by Olaf Falafel. And the guilt that comes with splitting your attention between two kids. Did you forget the name of our podcast at the yeah. very beginning? <laughs> I feel like we need to point that out because listeners will be thinking, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> well, she, she, she had a uh, head injury. Uh, well, probably at some point. I don't remember. You, well, you do, don't you? Your nose rattles when you run. Yeah. After I uh, was in a car that got hit, I famously, famously have back problems. Um, not that famously, because I haven't written about no them. No one knows about your fucking back <laughs> problems. You're the only person. I'm famous and me, to myself. Endlessly. And I think it's because I didn't, I never had back problems before I was in a car accident in, I think it was Belgium. This is why I don't like Belgium. Every time I go to Belgium, something bad happens, apart from when I've been with you. Yeah, I love Belgium. Yeah. We've but, been twice, right? Yes, but you've never... And nev- it's lovely. Yes. I love Belgium. But prior Probably to that... Probably one of my favourite countries. Prior to that, uh, every time it went to Belgium, something happened. I was in two car accidents. I got uh, mugged once and and something got nicked from my car. <laughs> Can we talk quickly to follow up on last week's episode about how... Amazing I was at Mother's Day this You were year. lovely at Mother's Day. I was amazing. I knocked it out of the park. Did you? Yes. Describe describe how you knocked it out of the park. Okay, so. Right. I videoed our son. I said to him, what do you want to get mummy for Mother's Day? He said, an elephant. And I recorded that on video. And then I searched many different shops for elephant themed gifts I bought two different elephant cards. One wasn't right, so I had to get another one. And then I walked around four shops with him looking for wrapping paper that had elephants on it. So that's phase one. I listened and implemented my son's wishes for a present for you. Step two. You stayed in bed till like 12. At 9.30. It wasn't 9.30. It was 9.30. It was, well, okay, but then you spent two and a half hours washing your hair. Yeah. So 12. You didn't. You didn't in- interact with our children until midday. I did. You didn't, and then uh, we uh, had a nice meal out. Did we? <laughs> no, we had a meal out, but it was the meal that you wanted. It was the meal I wanted. So, sort of kick-ass, amazing, brilliant, excellent. Me, well done, me. It was very nice. Pressure's on for Father's Day now. Is it? Yeah. My favourite thing you did actually on Mother's Day 
is I gave you presents and you went, oh, you didn't have to buy me presents. One of them was a thing that you emailed me a link to. In case you were short of ideas. But so you were expecting presents because no, you were telling me to oh buy you God. things. No, this was on the back of you saying you wanted to get me something. I didn't know you'd already got me something. I didn't say I wanted to get you anything. You did. Didn't. You did. Didn't. What would you like for Mother's Day, you said? And then I figured it out because my son said something. And then and then I said, oh, I've got something. And then you sent me the link. Oh, well, I don't remember that. Hmm. What anyway, I liked, I'm great. What, you are great. And it was lovely. What I liked was uh, that you came in to the bedroom with uh, Herbie. And I didn't know you were looking for a video in your phone. You just came in looking on your phone. And the first thing you said was, shut up. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was. <laughs> <laughs> so you came in just looking at your phone going, shut up. And I was like, happy Mother's Day. So today on the show, we are talking about separation anxiety. According to the NHS, separation anxiety and fear of strangers is common in young children between the ages of six months and three years, but it's a normal part of your child's development and they usually grow out of it. Why are we talking about separation anxiety today? Because, oh my God, it's kicked in with our youngest. He loves you. He does not love anyone else in the world. And when he can't see you, he goes mental. He, no, that's not true. He Most of the day he likes other people and he, he finds delight in people's faces in the carpet and uh, your hands. Faces in the carpet? Faces. Have we got and, a haunted carpet? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, he likes people normally. He likes everybody normally. He's just gone off with the nanny very happily, gurgling at her. Not a backwards look at me. Just wait until half past six this evening. That's yeah. what I say. And then the witching hour kicks in. We literally call it the witching hour. She, 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 he, our son, our son. <laughs> oh God! What happened? Describe what happened. So I will hold him. Uh, say while you go into the kitchen, and if you disappear around the corner into our kitchen, his face just crumples, <laughs> and he starts screaming, and then he continues to scream. Uh, and then he starts coughing because he's screaming so hard that he can't breathe. And then I can hear his stomach gurgling because he's convulsing so much. And nothing I do will stop it unless you come back and hold him. Yeah. Nothing. It's... Except for that time, a couple of weeks ago, you went out for the evening and he just screamed for an hour until he exhausted himself and fell asleep. But he was in a baby carrier then, wasn't he? Doesn't matter. He was still screaming. Yeah, no, which is even worse because it's right by your ear. Yeah, or I, sort of, I, don't, I tuned it out. Did you? I was expecting it, so I just uh, I put on some soft French jazz. This is true, <laughs> and I just uh, strolled around our living room until he stopped. Did you pretend it was the Champs Elysees in the nineteen fifties? No, no, no. <laughs> that's that's very clever. I think I think putting him in a carrier is a really good idea because he feels this. However, yeah, it was a really good idea, and it worked immediately. That's the thing. It didn't. He screamed and screamed for an hour. And do you know how I stopped him in the end? How? I bent over double and loosened the carrier so it was like he was in a hammock and I rocked over. So imagine me bent 90 degrees. Right. And he's rocking just lying back down. and forth. My back is screaming in agony. And he's perpendicular to the floor. Yeah, he's just rocking below me like right. he's in a thing. And that was the only way I could get him to sleep. <sighs> I've injured my back. That's how much I love my baby. That's very admirable. It is very Admirable. Our other son had separation anxiety a lot. Yeah, he did. And do you know what? I forgot about that until very recently. It was, it was it, one of those it was worse. It wasn't timeable. 
You think so? I don't think it lasted very long, did it? It didn't last that long in, ter- in terms of the total duration, but it, it was all day rather than all just was in the it? evenings. I think so, yeah. Huh. Only I think he had it with you too. So it was, right. he was separated from either of us. Okay. Maybe Whereas our it. younger son has just bonded with me. <laughs> I I might have just I must have just blanked it out. It's just it's such a shock because he's such a smiley, relaxed boy to the point where you give him to anyone and he'll laugh at them. Whereas our first son was a little bit uh, selective. Yeah, it was awful because we couldn't leave him with anyone. But at the same time, it felt like he was just you know really good judge of character. He and he continues to be. Yes. Whereas our new son just. Uh, will smile at a stick he's very you know it's i don't want to say he doesn't have a personality no he does his personality is delighted yes until half past goddamn six <laughs> i like i i don't like it but it's when he's uh we're having dinner and he's all cooing and happy and then it's like a it's like the clock strikes six and he just yeah. goes yeah, i don't understand i don't understand well no i don't understand actually i just don't get it the nhs says if your baby used to be calm when you left the room and they were happy to be held by people they didn't know it may not make sense when they start crying whenever then you're not there or strangers are close but separation anxiety is a sign that your baby now realizes how independent they are of the people who care for them this can include grandparents or professionals as they get more aware of their surroundings, your baby's strong relationship with this small group means they don't feel safe without you. That's terrifying, isn't it? He's just worked out, it's oh, ob- wait, I'm alone. I'm <laughs> yeah. alone in the universe. And he doesn't, he's he's worked that out and he doesn't yet have object, object permanence. permanence. Yeah. So once you're out of sight, he thinks you're never coming back. <laughs> Babies are such idiots. <laughs> Which is why when you come back, he goes, ha ha! Yeah. Like, it's the best thing that's ever happened. When you come back. Well, yeah. I do enjoy relinquishing responsibility a little bit. This is turning into a different topic. No, it isn't. It's just that when he's screaming, I can hand him back to you. And I'm like, well, he's only happy with you. I don't have to try. That's nice. That's a nice sensation. Is it? Yeah. And it's temporary because that's what made me remember that Herbie did it. Is that there were like in the evenings, I just thought, oh, you have him. One problem that separation anxiety makes for me with Ned is that you put Herbie to bed a lot. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. So I was thinking now that Ned takes a bottle, you could take him while I put Herbie to bed a couple of nights a week. But that that can't happen now. No. Because Ned will not be without me. No. And that's quite sad. Yeah. Because it's it's really nice to reconnect with Herbie. Mm-hmm. But the other the other problem it makes is that so you make dinner most of the time yeah. and I clear up. But Ned goes off in the middle of the dinner, so clearing up is nigh on impossible. So I think you should clear up. <laughs> is that <laughs> what this, this whole yeah. thing? I've picked I... this subject because I want you to do the washing up more. <laughs> even though you spend two hours exactly. cooking and I spend ten exactly. minutes. Exactly, but it's up. temporary stew. If I have the baby all evening, you should clear up. I don't even get to get up and make myself a drink. Yeah, no. What? Yeah, no. I won't fuck off. You should do the washing up. I'm not going to do the washing up. Why? I cook. I know. And do you know how long cooking takes? No. Hours. Does it take hours? Hours. It doesn't. You start Sometimes like... an hour. How long does it take to put five things in the dishwasher? Okay, first of all, I don't put five things in the dishwasher. I wipe down the surfaces. I put stuff away, which I can't do when there's a baby going, Mommy, Mommy, you Mommy, Mommy. carrier? Like I would if I was in the because your I'm position. too short. You're not too short. For I am. Car- you're not too short. For I haven't car- got enough torso. You have got plenty He's- of torso. <laughs> 
no, plenty I'm, of torso. I mean, That's the thing that I was first attracted to when I saw you. That woman's got plenty of torso, <laughs> I said, as I nudged my friend in the ribs as she walked past. It's very hard to wear a baby boutique carrier. that I worked in. What are you talking about? Are you talking about The Sims? Is something the happening? Sims, yeah. I was staring at myself in the mirror for 14 <laughs> hours straight trying to improve my charisma until I shat myself and passed out. I hate The Sims. What, are you going to do the washing up? No, I'm not going to do the fucking washing up. I'll do the washing up sometimes. If you cook, I'll do the washing up. That's how it works. Having a baby carrier on doing the dishwasher, bending down to do the dishwasher is impossible. Impossible? Impossible. Or difficult? Very difficult, very painful, quite dangerous. Difficult. (laughs) Difficult is the enemy of impossible. But he'll grow out of separation anxiety. And or or it'll expand. So you'll become within his circle of trust. And then... What? No, I'm sure. Once I'm initiated into our six-month-old <laughs> circle of trust and I'm wearing the secret ring. One of the suggestions here is to um, just keep on with it. Oh, me for, me to keep on with it? Yeah. Okay. Remember, it's only natural for your baby to feel anxious without you. Uh, separation anxiety is usually a sign of how well you've bonded with them. So I've done really well. Yeah. Yeah. And I will wait until he's old enough to reason with and I'll explain that I'm his dad. Yeah, maybe maybe that's how you do it. Now for Bedroom Book Club. If this is your first time listening, Bedroom Book Club is a book club for, I think just me, (laughs) about the books that I read to my son at bedtime. Does that make sense? Yes. Good. Today, uh, we're going to be discussing the newest book in our repertoire, which is a book called Old MacDonald Heard a Parp by Olaf Falafel. Even by the pungent standards of modern agriculture, a farmer catches a whiff of a stench so distracting that it upends his entire day. He turns detective, approaching each animal one by one to see which was responsible for the stink. When the truth is revealed, it's so shocking that nothing will ever be the same again. Old MacDonald Heard Apart by Olaf Falafel was published by HarperCollins in 2017 and currently has an Amazon page rank of... 95,147. Billion. Not bit. Stop Stop it with the billions. Olaf Falafel. Olaf Falafel. I don't think it's a real name. That's a great name. Like Ellie Elliot. Ellie Elliot. Yeah. But right. If you're... F- no, no, it's not his real name. I don't know what his actual name is. He's a Swedish stand-up comedian. So was it translated from the Swedish? No. He lives in London with his wife and two children. This is so confusing. He's a Swedish comedian who lives in London. What's so confusing about that? Lots of things. Swedish, comedian, confusing, London, wife. You haven't read this? No. Have you? So tell me about it. It is. Well, first, our son's favourite nursery rhyme of all time is Old MacDonald Had a Farm. Yeah. He has sung it conservatively for the last year, 50 times a day. Yeah. Sometimes it's not, no, sometimes it's just once, but it's because it's the only thing that he does is sing Old MacDonald. He'll wake up, he'll sing Old (laughs) MacDonald. And he'll uh, continue to sing on, on until bedtime. I'm a bit disappointed in this book because I had an idea called Old MacDonald Had a Thumb and Old MacDonald Heard a Pop is much better. What was the idea for the I thumb? don't know. <laughs> was that it? <laughs> that was all I had. Is <laughs> that a man just examining his thumbs? Maybe he was in prison. I don't know. Anyway, so that's his favourite nursery rhyme. Old MacDonald, he, also he loves farts, bottom burps, parps. Does he have any other terms for them? Bottom uh, burps is a, is a key one. Sometimes he does bottom burps in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> a bottom. It's like inceptioning a burp. Yeah. Burpception. Right. So he likes farts. He likes Old McDonald's. This book 
is a uh, just on paper alone, it's a winner. Yes, it is the story of Old MacDonald. We've established that he has a farm. Mm-hmm. We see him in the farm, right, surrounded by animals. Right, he hears a fart, <gasps> and he goes around all the different animals. Oh, by the way, right before we get going. The naming thing, he's got it down now. He knows who wrote the book. He knows who writes books now. Right, okay. Not Stuart Heritage. Not whatever he said, Six Snakes or whatever the other thing was. <laughs> he's got it. He can't quite pronounce He hasn't quite got the words down, but he knows who wrote the book. Old MacDonald Heard a Parp by... Oh, love a laugh. Oh, good job. That's right. So, Old MacDonald, he works on a farm. Here's a parp. Right. Disgusting. He goes around all the animals, and to the tune of Old MacDonald... Okay. He finds the animals and questions them. So, Old MacDonald heard a parp, E-I-E-I-O. He thought that parp came from a cow, E-I-E-I-O. Right. And on every page, there is a different description of how to do a different raspberry, blow a different raspberry specific to that animal. Oh, wow. Yeah. So one of them is just uh, something like make your lips look like two sausages. You can do this now. Make your lips look like two sausages. Now put your tongue out mm. and blow. <laughs> That's one of them. Right. That's the cow. So it's with a <laughs> here and a <laughs> there. Uh, one of them, it might be a goat, might be a sheep. I can't remember. You uh, make your mouth very small, like it's the end of a balloon. Uh. Uh, uh, smaller than that. Uh. Sm- no, smaller. That's it. And then uh. breathe in quickly. <laughs> There, that's that's it. Oh, that. That, that's a duck's fart. Oh, wow, I didn't know there were so many different yeah, ways to and do there's raspberries. One, there's one where you put your tongue out and you have to bite your tongue. And? And then blow through the gaps at the side of your mouth. Now this time, you have to stick out your tongue, like this, and do a big long blow, like so it sounds like a speedboat. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Spoilers, if you're if you're gonna listen if you're gonna buy this book and you really care about how it ends first, like grow up, seriously. I'm gonna put my hands over my ears. Okay, second. Turns out the culprit take your hands away from yours. Was his wife. What? Why did you tell me that? Well you never what you I put my hands over my ears. Yeah, and I told you to take them off and you of the Guardian. He has a very farty wife. Well. And we never know what the fart is that his wife does. So I try and with Herbie, imagine how big how big the wife's fart is. What noise does what noise does his wife's part make? Just a little one. I think she makes a big one than that. Bigger than that. Bigger than that. Bigger than that. <laughs> really, really big. That was pretty big. Good job, Herbs. That's a very interactive book. Bit too, right, this is right, it's a good book, it's inventive, it's colourful, a little bit derivative, I've gotta say. But <laughs> it's because it just old it's just old MacDonald with fart noises in it. But it's a I really enjoy it. it. I don't think it's a bedtime book. No, it sounds like you'd get him riled up yeah, far too he, much. He uh he enjoys it too much for a bedtime book. Right. Well last night, for example, yes. we I put him to bed. Normally I put him to bed, I come downstairs, he's fast asleep. 
Yesterday I put him to bed after reading him Old MacDonald Heard a Pup and he was singing for 10 minutes loudly. <laughs> he was singing Old MacDonald. Yeah, just loudly singing Old MacDonald. I think he just sparks his imagination too much. Yeah, that's not what you want. You want to read him like Mog's bad that, yeah. day or like something boring. Something, this is what I really like about Judith Kerr books is that they're so fucking boring well, yeah, that kids Mog, go to sleep. Mog does a lot of uh, walking around and thinking and saying, oh dear. Yeah, Mog's mundane life. That's all those books are. Mog does basically nothing. And Mog, he goes to sleep. Mog went out of the cat flap. Mog went in the cat flap. Mog thought, that's a cat flap. You know, that's the kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and that's that's you can read that slowly. Yes. And it, it lulls them off. That's to my sleep. Mog voice, by the way. It's a good Mog voice. My Mog voice is even slower than that. And I start I start off reading I start, if I want him to go to sleep, I start off reading normally. I'm like, once there was a cat called Mog. And then I leave longer pauses between the sentences on it. There was Mr. Thomas. And Mrs. Thomas. <laughs> oh, God, I'm tired. And Debbie said, that's not how. And that's what I do. And it's <laughs> like, I would fall, I do fall asleep quite often doing it. I just, my mind races off into like dreamland. If I left long pauses like that, he'd just go, and what's that? That's a doggy what's the window doing well no i have i've he did that with me i've judged it perfectly i know exactly when he's going to pipe up and then i can be like you are king bedtime i am the best i am the fucking best at bedtime and that's why old mcdonald had a farm heard a pop old mcdonald heard a pop very good book for reading in the day amazing book for reading in the day terrible book for reading at night wow day books and night books also i think herbie might be a bit ill he's got a cold he's sneezing a lot if you're lying down next to him on a bed and all he's doing is doing raspberries, he's essentially creating a spittle fountain that covers your face and mouth and nose. So I'm going to get ill very soon because of this fucking book. So I've read uh, Old MacDonald Heard a Pup. You have not read Old MacDonald Heard a Pup. So you're going to score it. And you're not even going to join in no. based on what you said? No. Okay, one, two, three, eight. That's eight? A, yeah, it's a good book. It's just... Uh, but it's I, a bedtime... But you, it's specifically a bedtime book. Shouldn't you rescore? It's not specific. It wasn't written as a bedtime no, no, book. No, no, but I just chose to, chose to use it as a bedtime book. Okay. The fault is with me, not with the book. Today's question is from at Hayley77. My favourite Hayley. Yeah. Those other 76 Hayleys. She's actually my 76th favourite Hayley. Her question is, how do you manage the guilt that comes with parenting to ESP? When number two is so young, brackets, hoping it gets easier as they get older, question mark, exclamation mark, Right, I feel like you saying all of the punctuation has, I swamped that. So basically she's got two kids and she feels guilty that she can't look after the older one now she's got the younger one, right? I guess. So it's our position. Yeah, there's a lot of guilt that comes with it. I remember when Herbie, when I was pregnant with Ned, I was like, how am I going to love this baby as much as I love Herbie? And then when the, when the baby was born, I felt guilty for not like hanging out with Herbie as much. I still do, but it kind of is starting to ease because the older the little one gets, the less time you have to devote to yeah. him individually. Mm. And I now I just ignore both of them. I don't think you're probably ignoring them. Who are you ignoring? The kid that you used to get, give your all your attention to is only getting fifty percent of your attention, right? Yeah, that's fine. It was it was pretty bad when Ned was a newborn and Herbie like, "Mummy, can you hold me?" And I'd be like, "No, goodbye." And there was one night when you were away, and I was trying to put them both to bed, and I had the baby and I was trying to put the toddler to bed, 
And uh, Toddler went, Mummy, I'm your baby too! <laughs> wow! I know. He's amazing. Everybody was crying. Really? Even was, you? Because yes. you're saying, I'm your baby too. Yeah. <laughs> it had been a very long evening. That's incredible. That's the worst uh, guilt I've ever felt. Really? Yeah. What about you? Do you feel guilt? No, not at all. You don't feel any guilt? No. Because I know it works, it works out in the end. I go back to when we just had one. He much preferred to spend time with you than with me. I so I always felt like the secondary parent, and then he got a bit older, and now I'm not. Now I'm like cool the dad. primary. Yeah, so uh, the same thing's going to happen with the youngest one. So I'm just going to have no kids left. No, no. Well, we then it'll be different, and we can both do things with them. I'm not expecting uh, to go out with both of our kids and leave you doing nothing because that's unfair on it's me. Fine, it's fine. No, nope. <laughs> it's fine. No, no, no. I'll have a I'll have a nap. You always have a nap. You Mother's Day woke up half past nine, had a two-hour shower, then went back to bed until quarter past two. It was brilliant, but with the baby and and let's let's not forget, so did you. Uh, and I got up at half past five, and then you stayed went awake. To bed. I stayed awake, and then when uh, our oldest son went to bed, I had a nap with him. I didn't stay in bed until half past nine, have a shower, and then be like, "Oh, the shower has worn me out so much. I must immediately retreat back to my bed." I. Got up. Today, do you know when I woke up today? I don't know. Quarter to fucking five. Stop pointing at yourself and pointing at me. (laughs) This is why you're not as good at Mother's Day as you think you are. This is why you're not as good at any sort of present. Because you wait and wait and wait for someone to enjoy it. And then you go, (laughs) then you just belittle them for it. I've got to get something out of this too. No, you I don't, don't. I don't want to be just selfless and do nice things. I want to. I want to be. I want Sorry, to be, that was me blowing out my head. No, if, otherwise, what's the point of doing nice things? To, because it makes you feel good. No. Why? You, because why you it do... makes the other person no. feel good. What was, feel last, good. what was the last nice thing you did? I have no idea. So that was episode eight of the Naughty Step. Yay! Please send us your questions to answer. Uh, about parenting, they could be anything, literally anything, although maybe not from that guy who just sends us poorly spelled messages. Anyway, send us your question at Naughty Step Step Pod Pod on Twitter. Uh, We are Stuart Heritage and Robin Wilder. You can find us on the internet. Have a good week. We'll see you next time. Get some sleep. Bye.